Welcome back, everyone, to Breakfast with Bob from the Challenge Championship and the Collins Cup. We're brought to you by Master Spas, Hyper Ice, Form Smart Swim Goggles, You Can Hoka on a, on a Class USA, and our Challenge Athletes Foundation. Our next guest from Team Europe, Mr. Joe Skipper. How you doing, Joe? I'm great. Uh, Bob, thanks for having me. Always great to chat to you. I always enjoy <laughs> chatting with you, Joe. And I, I'm looking at these matchups, and you're going against... Jackson Laundry from the international team, and Justin Metzler. So some big boys. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, this is going to be quite a good race. Um, like, I've raced those two this year already over the half distance, and um, I think it's going to be close. Like, we've all got, we've each got, like, individual strengths uh, in there. Yes. And I think it, it will probably come down to the wire uh, in this race. Like, I think it's going to be very close between all three of us. So where do you race these guys? I race them in... I raced uh, Justin Metzler in uh, Galveston 70.3. Yeah. Uh, J- Jackson Laundry was there as well. And then in Florida 70.3, just uh, Jackson was there and uh, Justin wasn't. Yeah. And then for yourself, you were you sixth at Tulsa, third at, um, uh, then you won uh, uh, Ironman UK. And you've won that before, right? Yeah, yeah, second time. Um, I, I did say I wasn't going to go back after the first. but uh, <laughs> It's a brutal race. It's a brutal race, yeah. But... Um, COVID times calls for uh, <laughs> racing some, wherever you yeah, can. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then you got third at Placid. Had you been to Placid before? No, it was always a bucket list race. Like I'd always wanted to go there. So I, I wanted to like uh, make sure I could do it when they when they put the pro field up. And uh, I'm really pleased I did because that was what actually one of the first Ironmans I watched on TV. So um, I'd always wanted to do it, but it was just hard because one year it was an amateur only, and the other year it was right. Brand, it's hard to put it in the schedule, yeah. not knowing what's going to be. Yeah, and then when I got when it could fit in this year, I was like, I'm definitely going to do it because I'd always wanted to go there. It's a beautiful course. Yeah, yeah, stunning, like one of the best out there. So talk about Ironman UK because that that's one of the toughest races on the circuit. Yeah, I would I personally would say it is the toughest race on the circuit. Like the swim. It's pretty standard, to be honest. Two laps, uh, lake, not much. But then on the bike, it's just absolutely brutal. Like, I think 2,800 meters of climbing. So for the Americans, about eight and a half to 9,000 feet. in, in <laughs> for, uh, Yeah, 9,000 feet, basically. Um, it's cold usually, too, Cold, right? yeah. Like, it, it absolutely chucked it down on Always. this one. Up from about halfway in. Um, people were falling left, right, and center. And then the run course, there's pretty much no flat on it. You know, it's gradually uphill one way gradually downhill the other and yes. then a bit through the town but what i will say is it's a brutal course and the roads aren't great but the support from the locals is really really good like they do come out even when it's bad weather i mean they're so used to bad weather out there it's, that's uh, what they live no, in yeah it makes no difference for them <laughs> <laughs> that's very cool and this course, have you been challenge championship before yeah yeah quite a few years back um but it's a slightly different course what we yes. were racing on than when i was there but i yeah i did it I think 2017 or 18, something like that. So, yeah, quite a few years ago. You've raced a ton over the years. What, yeah. do, you, what do you look at as, you know, the, was there one race where you realized, okay, I can be really good at this? Um, probably when I did my first full distance because I hadn't really trained for it. And uh, I finished fifth place in it. And I think I ran under three hours. And it was kind of a mistake that I actually entered it. Um, and I thought, cool, like, that wasn't bad. I mean, that's going back nine years now so i was like 23 24 yeah and i think i went eight hours 23 which back then was, was fast was a pretty good yeah, time yeah, you know? yeah yeah it wasn't like no one's been really was aware of aerodynamics been the wind tunnel and stuff like that so it was a pretty solid time i mean now like people are going under eight hours for the first time but back then i think under eight hours was 
really, really rare. Like there wasn't, I was the first British athlete to do it and that wasn't until 2016. Exactly. And so you've been there through the evolution of, of, of the bikes and how fast people are going. How have you changed? Um, I think it's just uh, going in the wind tunnel, being a lot more aware of your aerodynamics. Like back when I first started, like if you went into the wind tunnel, you'd get an advantage over someone, you know, and you could gain... 10 20 watts you know on people because right. the competitors just weren't aware of the equipment choices the position and mm -hmm. everything like that you know you'd get a tt bike you'd set it up does it feel comfortable all right yeah that looks good right off you go and now it's like right get a tt bike go in the wind tunnel we'll check all our wheels we'll check helmets we'll check shoes you know literally everything and you have to do that now just to be on a level with people rather than to get an advantage like if you don't do all that then um it's not like you're keeping on an even kill with people you're behind people and then if you do it you're just on a level it's like you're not even gaining anything now from going into wind tunnel you're just keeping up with the others <laughs> you're staying like, up with everybody else yeah keeping up with the joneses <laughs> well when you see you know cam worth going 402 last week yeah and, and yeah. guys going as fast as they're going you've got to keep up in the ante right yeah exactly and then it's always looking um towards the next thing as well so like one like luckily for me like one of my sponsors revolver he's like makes like custom parts for the bike so yes. we're always, he's always trying to make like new custom parts so we can get more aerodynamic on the bike and put the hydration and nutrition uh, in positions where you don't lose any watts and yes. all that kind of thing and uh yeah, it's just a constant battle to try and find like new ideas where you can try and get an edge on, on your competitors. Well, and the thing that's amazed me the most is it used to be if you really pushed hard on the bike, you paid for it in the run. But people are running fast as well. Yeah. They're getting off the bike and people are running in the 240s and the 230s like it's not that big a deal. Yeah, and that's another part of it. Yeah, like, like you say, like people are running faster now. Like back, I think uh, before, people were... It was, Ironman is obviously quite a new sport anyway, but people were a bit worried about pushing too hard on the bike yep. because they won't run. But then I think Keenly kind of like, and a few others like changed that where they'd push the bike hard to get a gap. And then you didn't have to run that well, you know, like back then, I mean, it was probably right, but like you could run 250 and you could win it by quite a bit and no one was really running 240. And then they were winning it on the bike and then other people probably thought, well, if he's winning it on the bike, I'm going to do it. And then they do it. And then because they get off the bike with someone else, you've then got to outrun them and then the run starts getting quicker, uh, but they're still pushing the bike just as hard. And yeah, it's just completely changing the game all the time. You know, people are just racing it hard from the start. And then there's also like the tactics in it as well, where you're putting in surges, trying to drop people. You know, it's not like a flat line power, which some people think, you know, like sometimes you're riding 450 watts, 500 watts, you know, maybe even harder on like on drags to try and get rid of people. And then you settle them back into your Ironman power and still trying to run well off it. So it's like, it's quite tactical and people are just racing it flat out from the start now. It is crazy. So f for you, how have you changed as an athlete? Not so much just the equipment, but if you had to refine the way you train, maybe not do as many miles, do more indoor miles. What are you doing now that's different from before? Well, mainly it's like consistency it's just like backing it up like year on year you know and also you always learn something when you do a full distance like what you think you could have done better or what you think you could have done worse and it's just like little refinements you know like I've changed my training from when I first started but it's probably putting a bit more volume in than what I what I did do um but I mean it's nothing drastic I think the main thing is just literally being consistent trying to be injury free and right eating a healthy diet so you can train hard as well you know like a lot of people think because you're training loads you can eat really really like anything you want but if you eat anything you want you just can't recover and you just get injured so it's just training and being like a professional really 
And do you use a physio and, and things like that as well? Yeah, so I was getting a massage before I went away. Like once a week, a guy was coming to the house and uh, doing that. Physio, I probably don't see as much as I should do, but I do get massage and I use one of their massage guns as well, you know. Yeah, to, Theragun to get, yeah, type of thing. Yeah, yeah that kind of thing. Uh, put the Normatex on, you know, all that kind of thing. Yep. But a bit of stretching, but probably not as much as I should do, but I try and do it when I can. Good for you, man. So what we, with Kona not happening until February, if at all, how are you, um, uh, what, what are you looking at for the rest of the season? So I'm uh, going to race Ironman Switzerland next week. Like I oh. put a last minute entry into that. I thought since I'm here and obviously with Kona not happening, like you say, and then you've just got to pick races when they come. And like, you know, I could wait until middle of October for Mallorca or California, but, you know, potentially they could get cancelled. You, you know, never know. You never know, yeah. do you? So I'm kind of just taking, with a few more months left of this year, just taking my chances when they can. So I'll do Switzerland. Uh, play that by ear, you know, afterwards, see how the race goes, see how I feel. And I would like to finish the race with one last race, if I could, potentially Chattanooga. It looks like it's a downhill swim on that. Yes. That suit me. Um, I saw Sam Long's racing. Um, there'll probably be a load of others racing as well. Pretty strong field, but yeah, no, longer bike, easy swim. I'm in. Yeah, well, and also <laughs> that is a qualifier for next year's Kona, right? So for 2022. Yeah, but will uh, Kona 2022 be uh, me this year, though? You know, like, uh, I've been waiting for Kona 2020 for uh, for two years now, so uh, who knows? Yeah, it might be qualified for this year, next year, whatever, but it'll be a good, it looks to be a good race anyway. I love it. Uh, you're pretty excited about Team Europe? Yeah, yeah, I am. And uh, to be honest, a lot of the matches look really exciting, and it almost feels like, in a way, I'd love to be watching it and see how some of them unfold, like... For me, I like the look of like Keenly, Sanders and Starkovich <laughs> the like, same way, yeah. because I know that none of them want to lose to each other I and did. they will go to the, to, the, to the death to beat each other. Um, Jan Fredino versus Sam Long as well. I'm really looking forward to seeing how that one unfolds. Um, yeah, number eight. And then there's loads of the women's races. I'm looking forward to seeing how the US girls... Um, yeah, how Katie Zafaris yeah, and how uh, they, Taylor Nib. Yeah, how they stack up against the, uh, the Europeans. Because I think potentially if the US girls, the, the ITU girls beat some of our top Europe girls, then uh, it completely changes the uh, changes the dynamic. And it really does put, the, put Europe on the back foot from the start. So it um, could be exciting. And uh, the way they've been racing, they've, they're flying. So uh, I think there's going to be some really exciting matchups there. Love it. Sam... Always, Sam. Joey, always a pleasure to catch you, man. I appreciate you taking Cheers, time. Cheers, mate. Thanks very much. All right, Joe Skipper has been our guest, everybody. Again, Breakfast with Bob, Challenge Championship, and Collins Cup. Hold on. We'll be right back.